All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful thing. Laugh a little more thing. Tight, tighten up your core thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Happy Thursday, everybody. Super excited about this episode because Bob Goff is back on the podcast. He's been on one time before and was super inspiring then, and he's back on. Bring in more inspiration. He is just one of the coolest people in the world and the perfect example of what it looks like to truly love your neighbor. And he has a new book coming out June 23rd. It's called Dream Big. Know what you want, why you want it, and what you're going to do about it. And I highly recommend y'all check it out. You can pre-order it now. Or if you happen to be listening to this podcast after the 23rd, just go ahead and order it. But I put it on my Amazon page to make it easy for you guys. RadioAmy.com is where you can find my Amazon favorite things. But in addition to Bob being on the podcast today, I also have tips for handling stress. So these are five things that therapists do when they're stressed about the future. And I feel like some of us could use those tips right now, just given everything that's going on in the world. And then for the third thing, we're going to talk about future generations and things that we want to break, habits, 
thought patterns, you know, whatever it is, you can insert what that looks like for you and your family. But what is it that you don't want to pass down to future generations? Stuff that you can control, obviously. And then the fourth thing we're going to talk about Pimp and Joy and a hero, a Purple Heart recipient that we want to build a home for. We're partnering with Building Homes for Heroes, and we have the opportunity to build them a house. This is the third veteran that we've done this for. Previously, y'all have shown up big time. If you remember Captain Nelson uh, and his family, Scotty West, he was our hero last year. And then now uh, Christopher Biggs is our hero this year. So I want to share with you a little bit about his story and what he went through and how you can support our efforts to try to build a hero a home. So that is today's episode. I hope you enjoy. Here it is. First thing. That's right. Ah. Okay, so super excited to have Bob Goff back on the podcast. Hey, Bob. Hey, Amy. I'm so glad we're talking again. Yeah, same. Where are you calling from? San Diego. We've been sheltering in place here. We've been spending a lot of time at home, and I've been moving around a lot for the last seven or eight years. And I remember some of those evenings, I would be thinking, God, like, all I want to do is be home. And then six weeks ago, it's like heaven said, what's your second wish? (laughs) (laughs) So I am like... Here. I'm curious about somebody like you that is a mover and shaker and always out and about and doing different things. And I'm sure you've kind of settled into it. But if anybody is still struggling with, depending on where they live in the country, it's very different. But if they still don't have a handle on, how do I just sit in this? How do I be still? Yeah. That's so hard even for me still. I'm like Tigger. Like I wake up. The on button is flipped, and I just want to go, and I have a full, like, 20 yards to go in either direction, and that's my world. (laughs) Yeah. So it's been really good. So if you can't go wider, what I've chosen to do is go deeper. And what I mean is to ask some questions that I felt like I didn't have the time to ask before um, and to just go deep, but not into a deep depression, but to actually to do some soul-searching to say, hey, what is it that I really want? Like, what would I call a meaningful life? And you have the people that you love and your family, you've got a handful of friends, and you just say, like, what do I really want? Not just to be like, I want to be loved, and you want to be loved. Just say, say, but but what does that look like? And uh, dig a little bit digger. So I think constantly when you blow the foam off the top, and that's what happened six weeks ago, uh, Earth just blew the foam off the top of most of our lives. And to say, let's go a little bit deeper and ask the thing that what's going to last in your life? And then to ask another question, why do you want it? Because if you wanted, say, someone's listening and they wanted a relationship, they say, why do you want that? Say, like, well, I'm lonely. That would be a great question to ask, but to, I would just go the next step and to say, why are you lonely? Like, what's the felt need that you think a relationship could feel for you? And I think this is one of those unique times so we can actually go down the rabbit hole and see what some of the answers are. Mm, yeah. And I, I kind of wanted to read something back to you from Dream Big, your book. There's a part where you say, who are you, where are you, and what do you want? And I'll read you why I like it. And maybe it's because my husband's a pilot, but I've been flying airplanes for 20 years. Still, every time I come in for a landing, I tell the tower I'm a student pilot mainly because I still am. 
What I found is the people in the control tower are nicer to me over the radio because I'm a student. No one cuts off a student driver, right? Well, some of you do, but you should feel really bad about it. If you want to engage your ambitions like you never have before, self-identify as a student in all things. Be a student dater, a student husband, a student employee. You get the idea. We're all amateurs at love and acceptance. Nobody goes pro and gets sponsored by Hershey's Kisses or the Hallmark Channel. Don't be a pain, but ask people you admire lots of questions. Let them know you're still a student and you want to learn. Sure, some people will blow you off, but don't sweat it. They're just insecure or distracted. Most people will want to help you out, and the kind ones always will. Yeah. Well, I would say you have so many roles. You have a career, and you are you know, very accomplished at your career. If you say, what do I do? I say, like, well, radio is part of it, but I also I make meals. I provide stability. I uh, am enthusiastic. I'm full of joy. So we're many things. Uh, we're not a career. Um, we're not all of the capabilities we have. I'm licensed to practice law in I don't know how many states, but a bunch. I'm not a lawyer. i got a piece of paper that says I am. But I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I'm a, actually I'm a fun guy. I'm like, I'm actually, I'm a person that is like contagiously optimistic about what might happen. And it's not because insecurity is causing me to be that. I'm doing that just because that's the way I came from the factory. So I think for each of the people listening to just figure out how did God wire you? And then to say, like, what do I actually need could be a hard thing during this time. I imagine Amy that you have a ton of needs, just like I do. Are you very good at expressing your needs? Like, do you let people know what you need? I think I do, yes. Uh, probably certain people, yes. Other people, maybe not as good as I should. Yeah, and so you could just say, and there's no uh, shame, there's just awareness and knowing. Like, I'm either good at this, or I'm good with some people and not with others. I'll tell you one thing that I'll do as a flaming seven on the Enneagram that I'll do whatever it takes so that you won't be bummed out. Like, I, I, will, I will do card tricks, Amy, if that's what it takes, so you won't be bummed out. Because It's not because I'm trying to get you to like me. I just don't want you to feel like that loneliness that comes from feeling isolated and sad. And so if I ask, like, why do I do that? Because I grew up feeling isolated and sad. I hated that feeling. And I figured out if I was fun, then maybe... I could participate, not fix, but participate in having other people not feel that. Does that make sense? So yeah. figuring out what you want and why you want it. Uh, I'll turn the tables on you. Give me behavior and you do, and then tell us why do you do it. Like, really, really, why do you do it? <laughs> My husband's even sitting here right now listening to us, and I'm looking to him like, hmm, what's a behavior that... He's the one that nodded at me real quick to say that I'm really good at expressing my feelings and what I need. <laughs> I'll prompt you. What do you do when you get your feelings hurt? Do you turtle? Do you go like legs, tail, head, all inside the shell? No, or do she you does not. Funny? <laughs> I'm going to answer that for her. <laughs> Jump on in. The difference between being a fighter pilot and the kind of pilot I am is you fly things to go really fast. One of the things that if you could say, how do we deal with being misunderstood? How do we feel with this? How do we deal with disappointments? Um, I think the world is full of a bunch of disappointments. It's the loss of some people that we loved. It was the loss of a job. It was 
And so do you deal with that by engaging it? Some people go manic and they start just doing activity, activity, activity to kind of numb it out, medicate it. So I just think these things are really great questions to ask and not just of ourselves, but once we figure that out to then start asking that of each other. So I knew you had a fighter pilot husband. I just had never spoken to him before. And now I have, but I'm not satisfied with that. I would want to know, gosh, how do you guys navigate all the difficult things that all the rest of us are trying to do that? And if we can understand it for ourselves, then we can start describing it to other people. So that's what, that's a long lawyer way of saying, that's what I've been doing <laughs> the last six weeks. I've been just trying to figure me out. I feel like from the outside, Bob Goff is someone who has himself totally figured out. So one of the things that a seven would make you believe, because <laughs> they don't want you to, you know, again, it's not like seeking approval from you. Uh, it's instead, I'm trying to not make other people experience things that made me feel uncomfortable. So I don't think I'm a savior of those things, but I feel like I could be a participant. And so, and it really comes to say a great Bible verse. It's Paul talking about Timothy, a guy that takes a genuine interest in people. And so the people that have impacted me, Miles Adcox back there in Nashville, Don Miller, Scott Hamilton, a whole bunch of people that have taken a genuine interest in me. Those, those are people that actually have shaped me because they understood their stuff well enough to start engaging in my stuff. And not to fix me, but just to be friends. Do the two of you find words are easily accessible? Are they like low-hanging fruit? Or are they difficult to find sometimes? She can find it. A word really, really quick. That's the thing about marrying somebody in radio. Like, she's got words. Yep. Um, yeah, how about you? No, I'm, I'm, I, I turtle. I tend to, uh, to go into my shell. So, like, words for yeah. me to express actually how I'm feeling, I think I'm, I'm less likely to find the right word. Right, and so what can be uh, misunderstood is indifference or apathy is really somebody just looking for the right word. So I'm super picky as a lawyer. I, I think that might be a trained thing, like you've learned so many things in aviation. I've been trained to just be picky about the words that I use. Oh, I'll give you an example. Like, I've gone 61 years without saying the word virus once. <laughs> I just, this never came up. <laughs> and now, it's just like every single day somebody's talking about it. So what we decided uh, six weeks ago is to call it glitter. And so our goal is to not get the glitter on it. Because we just don't want to live in fear. I just don't want to, I get it. I get it's deadly and very deadly in some places, but I just don't want our kids to live in fear, but I want them to be very aware. So I've said, it's it's kind of like getting glitter on you. And so just don't. And this is how you can keep from getting glitter on you. Does that make sense? Yeah. And the fear is, is interesting because I see it in my son, but also because I'm looking for things in him that are coming out in like the fear is presenting itself in defiance or in other acts that are confusing to me at times, but really the underlying issue is fear. And I feel like I'm reading all these books and like trying to figure it out. But then even when I do, I look at the way I react to certain people and things at times. And really the reason why I did that is fear. Isn't that crazy? Part of it is having awareness of that. Like, yeah. that's what's going on. Sometimes if you're dealing with somebody who's pretty disagreeable, you think that you're in an argument with them, you're actually arguing with their dad. 
Yeah. You don't know. It looks like you're arguing with them, but you're arguing with their dad that didn't pay attention to them. And so they have a need for some attention. You didn't give it to them. And so I'm not saying, like, get inside everybody's head, but I'm saying have a general awareness. Wouldn't you say uh, that in aviation, the most important thing when you uh, know what's going on inside the cockpit is to also know what's going on outside the cockpit? Oh, absolutely. Like the, That's the, yeah. yeah. Day one is knowing inside the cockpit. When you get to being experienced, is knowing what's going on around you and the other planes and the weather and everything else. Yeah. So that situational awareness, that tragedy with Colbury, that somebody got oh, yeah. distracted by what was going on outside the cockpit, which is a lot of fog. Mm-hmm. And so he lost track of what was going on inside the cockpit. And how many times in like ground school did they drill it into you, just fly the instrument? That's right. It's just like fly the instrument. So I would, applying that to our friendships, just find a couple of friends that you can trust. They will always be true north. They're fallible, just like us, but they're actually safe places. And when you don't know what to do, I think the two of you have found some people that you can go to. You can go to each other, and you can go to a couple of friends. And when it gets really foggy around you and raising kids and career and all that, just fly the instruments. Just say, I'm going to find three things I'm looking at, and I'm just going to fly those instruments. Yeah, and aviate, I, navigate, I communicate. Bingo! Come on! That's yeah. right. Those are the rules. If I can do that in marriage, aviate, navigate, communicate, if we can apply that to a relationship, oh, come that'd on. be awesome. You, you give me, Amy, loan me your husband for a week, we'll write a book. <laughs> Well, I think it's awesome the way that you apply it, you know, being a student, because I've always known it's been easy for me to apply. We always say when you stop being a a student of aviation, you stop being a pilot. That's very easy for me to do. But when you say you stop being a student of emotions or relationships or anything, you know, deeper that doesn't apply to aviation, I have a hard time applying that. But I think it's it goes really good into the sense of as soon as you think you know something, then you've lost the ability to kind of relate to other people or learn from other people. So I think that's a, a really profound or, statement. Bob, Ben always says, well, I mean, he was in the Air Force for 12 years and I would watch him study all the time, but he was flying the same planes. To me, I thought, why are you studying so much? You just flew yesterday. You know how to fly that plane. And he would say, oh, well, because you never know what in the world could happen, and I, need, I want it to be fresh on my brain and sharp so I know how to react. Yeah. So it's like if we constantly are trying to study up on whatever it is, then we'll be better equipped and prepared when something out of nowhere happens. I think that's the money right there. That if you could say, I'm not trying to deceive the person in the control tower. I just don't want to deceive myself. That's I want absolutely to put little right. little suction cups on top of the top of my car and say, yep. student husband, maybe we could get a deal on a set of those. <laughs> and to say, I'm just learning. But then the question is, you're very teachable when it comes to flying jets, but would you be teachable in relationship? Yeah, absolutely not. It's so easy to learn airplanes, yeah. but relationship? Isn't that crazy? It is. Yeah. yeah. One of the things uh, that Sweet Marie and I did, we were, because I was in ground school for a lot longer than you were, trying to figure this stuff out, but they take you up, and they practice what happens when the engine stops. And they tell you to pitch, pick, and point. <laughs> yeah. Just like instead of pulling back, which I'm prone to do, I want to turtle if I've let Maria down or there's been a misunderstanding. Right. But instead, to pitch forward into it. So you don't want to stall out because you pull back in your relationship, you pull back in the airplane, 
you just stall out and it just doesn't work anymore. You're not flying. You're falling. Right. So when the horn uh, goes off and you get that horn and you get that buzz, like I know exactly what to do when that happens. But when there's a, a tension, yeah. which never happens in my relationship, but if it was <laughs> to happen theoretically in our relationship, <laughs> this friend of mine, this yeah. friend of mine that I know that's married to a girl named Amy, it when that when that horn goes off in the relationship, I don't always know how to relax the back pressure and just hold on. It's going to be fine. Whereas in the plane, it's yeah. immediate. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. The crazy part about the aviation is, you know, if you do that in the airplane, do this, this, and this, You're fine. it'll work. Yeah. But if you do this, this, and this with Amy, it, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. And so I know for me, one of the things that, because I'm, uh, I have a lot of insecurity around that, is that I, uh, I just want to risk it anyway. One of the things that Amy, since the last time we were together, Miles Adcox had it on site. He and I bought a camp out in San Diego. It was a Young Life camp, and it came up for sale. And I'm like, you can't sell a Young Life camp to Arby's. Like, that's just so lame. So we bought it, and so it's 165 acres, and we've been fixing this thing up. When I got the camp, I bought that movie, We Bought a Zoo. Have you guys seen that? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he's, uh, there's a moment where he's sitting with his son. He's trying to explain relationships. And he said, all it takes is 20 seconds of insane courage, and it'll change everything. And so think in aviation, 20 seconds of insane courage to just do what you know will work. Maybe even relationships, when something happens from out of the blue, to just say, what would be a really courageous thing for me to do? And sometimes the most courageous thing for you to do is to say, I, I can't access the words right now. But if you'll give me an hour, I'll try to find a couple. Instead of trying to feel like it's this speech competition, you need to stand up and deliver at a time you've just been emotionally gutted to just say, I just, there's some words there, uh, but let me find better words. Uh, and if you just give me, let me walk around the block and I'll come back with some better words and let's have the conversation. And that kind of emotional maturity is what I'm aiming for. And I'm not there yet, but I'm aiming for it. So we got to chair fly that, right? So we need to like a ground school. We'll talk about it, rehearse Simulator. it, simulate this. I can do it in a mirror yeah. or something. That way, when it comes up, then I know I'll respond correctly. Basically, and if I can get a horn yeah. on Amy, it'd be awesome. Like a stall warning horn. Yeah. No. <laughs> Bob, now. No, I'm getting a hard no on that. Okay. <laughs> no horn? I'm pretty sure, Bob, that now, I mean, we haven't ever approached our relationship in aviation terms, but ever since, well, now. Last 30 minutes, yeah. <laughs> since we've been talking talk with you, I think we It'll have a new like, way. I'm, I'm off the list of friends. I, I got one last thing that Maria and I, because we have talked about this a little bit, when you're landing the plane, there's something, it's called the VASI system, and it shows these lights that let you know yeah. if you're on the glide path or not. And so uh, a couple white lights looks good, a couple red lights, what's that mean? Red, yeah. you're dead. That's right. <laughs> you, it means you're below the glide path to land this thing. And so one of the things that Maria's been super helpful for me in doing is just saying, you know what, I think uh, there's a thing called a go-around mm -hmm. where you just, you missed it, and you uh, because you missed the approach, you just go around and try again. And she has literally sent me out the front door to oh, start awesome. all over again. That's amazing. <laughs> we, do, we do a go-around. She's like, I come in, I say something lame, and she's like, go around. <laughs> and I leave, she makes me go outside, she locks the door, I knock, she lets me, oh, hi. 
Do Try that do. again. <laughs> oh, hey. I mean, I used to have Amy do the check the gear down, right? Remember? Yes. I was like, I yes. want to make you verify three times that the gear was down okay, before. Okay, but that's literally when we're flying. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, oh, okay. like, can you say, like, you really want to say that? Is the gear down? Oh, so we like, could do Like, you really it. want to land the plane right now? No, but I yes. feel like, Bob, we needed to hear that story about the go-around. Because this morning, to be honest, Ben and I had a very rough morning. But I think it's because we didn't get sleep. And we woke up in, or we got out of bed. I think we had both been awake a while. We got out of bed in the worst moods. And I think what we should have done, now that I know this lingo, is what I should have declared this morning. Is go around. I'll go, go outside. Around. No, no. Get back in bed. Oh. And let's... Put the covers over, and then we get up with a different. That would be our go around because. So now you're speaking yeah, my language. If you just said that, we'd have been fine. <laughs> Where were you this morning? I think on there's that? something. I think there's something beautiful about being just situationally aware in your marriage and know that in raising kids, it's just in tremendously difficult, and that there's many evenings where your eyes are closed, but you're not resting. You're certainly not asleep, mm-hmm. and so while your eyes have been closed for a couple hours. He actually didn't get any sleep, and those are among the things that they would ask somebody before they take a flight, like, are you rested? Yeah, they have a checklist, and the thing on the checklist, at least on my plane, the first thing is wash the window. <laughs> <laughs> Important. Awesome? Yeah, and the reason that you wash the window is that a bug that's smushed up against the window will be mistaken for a 747 when you're flying, because it'll look far away. it looked like a big plane far away. When it's really just a little bug real close, I'm like, well, that'll Oh, I'm meticulous about the windscreen. Yeah, so a lot of the things to say, like, literally, what's bugging you? Like, what is it that's been kind of grating on you? And maybe have these honest conversations and say, I just don't need you to fix me right now. What I need you to do is make a stout cup of coffee, bring it here, and I need a little silence. And that's what Maria tells me uh, more often than not. Like with Tigger, like I'm more like, are you happy? I'm happy. She's like, listen, uh, balloon boy, <laughs> like let's just, <laughs> just dial it down a little bit. You're okay. Um, I'm okay, uh, but it's not going to be okay if we keep ricocheting off the walls here. And so you can say that really nice words, but to just let one another in these difficult times know what you need and to say, I just need five minutes of no conversations. Right now, I don't want to be asked for anything. I don't want to be sought out. I don't want to find somebody's baseball glove. I just need to be off the clock for 10 minutes. And that's just such an honest thing to say. And I think if we could be self-aware enough to know like what you need, then actually all these relationships start booing like a rising tide. They go like, wow, like I need some fun and adventure. So I have an excavator up at this camp, and I just go mow down brush. <laughs> oh, nice. A whole bunch of brush, and so I put the blade down, and I just clear brush, and I love it. I don't know why I love it, but I love it, like, looking back and seeing, like, I actually accomplished something. I'm I like lawn. writing. I have to yeah, have I'll a lawn. I have the lines very straight, and I'm a little lawn. Yes. That's my thing. Is that, what do you need, Amy? What's your, like, do you, is there something that's just gratifying? I didn't know you would ask me that, but I think I have been, haven't I been asking you the yes. past few weeks? What do, what is going to be my thing? Yeah. I'm not there, Bob. I don't know. That's why, <laughs> that's why I need to read well, all of Dream Big, Bob. No, and I'm not blowing sunshine at you, but that kind of self-awareness to say, here's a perceived need, like I couldn't 
scale, but I actually need something that doesn't have to do with sustaining, feeding, clothing, uh, anyone. Um, it just has to, it doesn't have any uh, transactional value. There's no uh, monetary thing to it. Um, I just, I'm going to do this one thing in it. Uh, and just to be in the hunt, I think we'll find what we're looking for. Um, I bought a 1962 Jeep Willys a little while ago, and I've been looking for one for the longest time. I decided I wanted one. As soon as I decided, every fourth car is a 1962 Jeep Willys. It's crazy. And so I finally get this Jeep, but I was actually making a little bit of racket when I was driving around the camp on it. <laughs> Guess what? It sunk to the bottom of a lake. So most of the engine and all of the transmission was full of water, not oil. And so while I really, really wanted uh, this Jeep Willys, because I had in my mind that I made up a story about how relaxing that was going to be to drive around, you know, the brush I was about to mow down. And in my Jeep Willys, what I got was a project. And so sometimes that happens. You have an ambition, and you say, I'm really looking for your thing, right, Amy? And then what you got instead of the thing was another project. And I think you can declare this is a project-free zone. There cannot be anything redeeming about it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to raise corn uh, and I'm not even going to eat it. I'm not raising it for any other reason, but I'm going to do something that uh, that is a beautiful and uh, and beautifully mindless. And the task is to just be fully present. And I think that's one of the things. If you think a go kart's going to fix it, or a cheap willies, or a this or a that, that that oftentimes that disappoints. But to say I'm just going to be fully present, like you guys say in Tennessee, I'm going to be feet where my feet are. You'll be fully present right here. I'm going to raise a garden in the backyard, and the only deal is I don't need any help. <laughs> don't help me with the radishes yeah. or whatever it is. But find that thing where your goal will be to just be fully present with yourself and at peace and to, like, listen to your breathing. And it's not zen. You don't need to do a bunch of yoga unless you want to. Um, but, but to just be fully present, maybe that would be your thing, and I think you'll find rest. Okay. If you found that, I think you'd find the rest you weren't getting at night. Yeah, I I need to find it. I I've been a hobby person before, but I did it so much and would quit like everything I tried that it the running joke was that my hobby was trying hobbies. Yeah. But that was before kids. I don't I would say that in the last 2 years once we've been parents, and I haven't even really thought about this other than, you know, since we've been stuck at home because, you know, Ben has the mowing and he has a, a 1980 Defender that he goes and drives around to get fresh oh, air. He come on. goes golfing because that's a social distancing sport. Like, I don't, and anytime he goes to do that, Bob, I'm happy for him. But to be honest, like, there's an icky part of me that's resentful because I don't have golf i don't have a car i i go drive but i invited you you can come i know but it's not that's not going you come back fueled from that and more like that's not going to do it for me and so now now bob's got me thinking about it hardcore that i I think it's important that i figure it out this is hard don't (laughs) don't be too hard on yourself you know that idea of guarding your heart like above all else proverbs 423 so just guard your heart and just say, you know, this is a difficult time and you just need to be a little bit more tender uh, with yourself uh, than you'd be otherwise. And maybe a little bit more tender with the people that are around you, that situational awareness to say, 
they're probably a little bit on edge and uncertain too. And there's something really beautiful that comes from that. And uh, and to say what I'm going to do is I'm just going to start collecting things, whether they're bottle caps or really interesting leaves. Oh. And uh, you could even, you know, I have a friend in Nashville, uh, every time she finds a, a stick that looks like a slingshot, she takes a picture of it. She picks it up. She brings it home. Isn't that great? Oh. She just looks for sticks that have fork, uh, fork in them. And uh, I so I have the best collection of sticks with forks in them, like just like little photographs. Uh, that, that she decided were, uh, is that her only thing? No. But it was actually a beautiful thing. It just causes you to be fully present, kind of where your feet are and looking down. So maybe, Amy, you could walk around, take a walk just alone. You're off the clock. And to say, I'm just going to find a couple things on this walk that could help me understand how I'm feeling right now. Um, that'll be for starters. Not that it's the hobby that fixes it, but it, what I'm going to do is focus on just self-awareness, just kind of figure out who I am right now and what I want, because you're constantly changing, and that's a good thing. And so I think those small things, it isn't going to be a hot air balloon that's going to fix it for you, although that would be pretty bitching. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what it'll be is it'll be that uh, moment of just pause, and then if your husband's as smart as I think he is, he's going to ask you about the leaves. He's going to ask you about the, the stick. How come that? You could have a little, it's not like a, a bowl of offerings, but you could just put all the stuff you found in there and around dinner, just talk about it. Hey, maybe other people will find stuff too that they throw in the bowl and you just pick up and say, why'd you grab this? And it's like, oh, well, the reason I grabbed this leaf is, or the reason this small rock stood out to me was, and there's something really beautiful. Okay. Well, you guys, I'm so grateful for you. It's good what you're doing, and it's uh, and it's difficult. And if you're listening and you're feeling a little bit detached or lonely or isolated, man, do not go this thing alone. Don't do it. Just get super real with it. I put my cell phone number in the back of two million books. <laughs> you call me up. Don't sit there alone. And I'm not looking for new best friends, but my thing I just decided would be. I'm not. I can't decide how tall I'll be. I can't decide where I'll be born. I couldn't decide who my parents were. I couldn't decide a whole bunch of things, but I could decide how available I'd be. So I just decided to be available in that. Maria's helped me understand that sometimes I'm so available to other people that I don't feel available to her. And so, wow, mm-hmm. uh, be ready to have, as part of that, those beautiful conversations. Is it difficult? Like, oh, heck yeah. It made me feel really sad. It like, made me well up. But at the same time, I was just so grateful for somebody that could get real enough to say, it feels like you picked everybody except me. And that was the one I was at the altar and said, I pick you. And to go like, so it'll really uncover some wonderfully difficult things. Uh, and I think for each of us, I think we have what it takes to navigate those. Love it. Well, Bob, as always, you're one of my favorites to have on. I know it's only the second time, but I hope to have you back again another day when you've got something else you're working on, or maybe not just have you on because you always have a lot of wisdom and some great stories and my listeners sure appreciate it a lot, but so do I. Uh, Well, what a treat for me. Thanks a million and really God's blessing on you and every single person you love. Okay. Thank you, Bob. Y'all have a good weekend. Okay. Okay. So long. Okay. Bye. All right. I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. 
It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, This just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton. And it's $49.90. It could retail for $148. So that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. 
When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food, everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month, and when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Second thing. It's no secret that 2020 has been super heavy, very stressful. I don't even think I need to tell you all the reasons why, but I mean, just in case you need a reminder, uh, coronavirus, racial injustice, I mean, turn on the news and you can only watch it for so long and you're instantly stressed. Currently, probably about what's happening, you get stressed about the future, where are we going? And so I found this article where some therapists were asked things that they do to calm down. And they took the top five responses from like tons of therapists. So these are five things that therapists do when they're stressed about the future and that they recommend for their clients or patients to do as well. Tip number one is to consider the best case scenario. We tend to focus on bad things that could happen. So just think about how things could work out and that can help calm you down. The second tip is to remember what you've made it through to get here. So we've all dealt with situations that were difficult before, but maybe try to think of strategies that you've used in the past that might help you out now. And it'll also remind you of how resilient you are. The third tip, get moving. Anxiety can be paralyzing. So do something physical to counteract it. It can be going for a walk or a run, just dancing in your living room. I recommend that one. We love dance parties at my house. Or any sort of movement helps. The fourth tip, make a schedule and stick with it. Not knowing what's in store can make you feel out of control. So sticking to a schedule gives you a routine and a sense of normalcy. Fifth tip, make a list of things you can control like wearing a face mask or donating to a charity. Keeping a list like that around is an easy way to help ground yourself when anxiety starts to creep in. So there you go. Those are some of the tricks that therapists use when they get stressed about the future, and I like them. So keep some of those in your back pocket and bust them out if you need them in the coming days because I think we all do. Okay, so for the third thing, I'm going to read an email that I got from a listener because I think it's something that a lot of us need to hear, especially if you're a parent. You don't want to pass certain things down to your daughters. And then as a person, you can look up and see what was passed down to you from your parents that, you know, maybe you wish wouldn't have been. And not that your parents did it on purpose or they did anything wrong. But there's ways things seep into our lives, and we notice when we're kids how our parents are acting, and then next thing you know, boom, we grow up, and we have the same stuff. So we do have an opportunity to change course for the future generations in our families. And the thing that stood out to me the most, I'm pulling a quote from the email before I read it, was she wrote, I pray that my daughter won't become the third generation of disordered eating for my family. And I feel like, yes, I'm reading an email that's about to be 
I'm about to read an email, excuse me, that's about disordered eating, but I feel like you could insert any little thing in here and however it pertains to you and your family, then you can know that it's going to take a little bit of work, but you can change course and you don't have to pass it down to future generations. So here's the email. And then I've got like a thought or two after I read it for you. Hey, Amy, I just finished episode four of the Outweigh series. And wow, I needed to hear so much of this. I felt like with every episode, I wanted to crawl through my earbuds and join your conversation. As someone who has struggled with disordered eating herself, I feel like my relationship with food was such a secret, and it was something that carried so much shame. Hearing all of the stories and perspectives helped me use this time of quarantine and working from home also as a time of personal growth. And for that, I'm so thankful for this series. My mom has struggled with weight her whole adult life. As a child, I watched her equate her worth with a number on a scale. I love my mom so much, and it was so hard for me to understand how if I loved her so much, how come she couldn't love herself? I remember being at the pool with friends and being jealous of all my friends' moms playing with us in the water, but my mom would never come in because she didn't want to wear a swimsuit. It was in college that I realized for the first time I had a disordered relationship with food. If I ever lost weight, people would compliment me. Some would say, you look great. You've lost weight. But mostly people were complimenting my willpower, dedication to exercise, personal awareness, whatever, which trained my mind to believe that if I lose weight, I am strong, I am dedicated, I am self-aware. I was too young to realize that all of these traits are not dependent on gaining or losing weight. So inevitably, when I would gain weight back, I began believing the opposite about myself, that I was weak, unreliable, a quitter. I believe it took having my daughter in 2018 to truly learn how to love and appreciate my body. It was almost like God was bringing everything full circle to me. When I used to have a complete obsession with eating and food, I now struggled to be able to eat anything due to my morning sickness. When I used to intentionally purge after eating junk food in college, my morning sickness would barely let me keep anything down. But it was a reminder that I was blessed with a healthy baby. And it was an hour 30 of labor with my daughter when I specifically remember having a life-defining moment of realizing how strong my body is and what it truly is capable of. I find so much joy now in exercise when I get to ride my bike or stroll with my daughter. With food, my husband and I enjoy cooking together and introducing her to all different types of cuisine. Instead of focusing on good and bad foods, we make sure we offer her a balanced diet with plenty of room for goldfish and chocolate chip cookies. I pray that my daughter won't become the third generation of disordered eating for my family. Your podcast continues an incredible conversation that I think is so important for women to hear. Thanks, Rebecca. Okay, so that was the email I got from Rebecca. And remember at the beginning, I thought, yeah, maybe you could insert anything into here. And I say that because it's just a reminder that Rebecca had a moment where she's like, I'm doing things differently. I'm going to set my daughter up differently. Or if you had a son or who, whatever it looks like in your family. So what can you take a look at, assess in your life, and what can we do better? Again, Rebecca loved her mom, and she wanted her mom to see her beauty. I loved my mom. I even think of all the racial injustice stuff right now. I'm really struggling with the fact that I'm almost 40 years old and I'm just now realizing how the world is, especially here in America, and that I've just been blind to it. And that bothers me. So I'm going to do better and make sure that my children know better. And I am going to continue to educate myself 
And I am going to continue to have conversations with my friends and coworkers. And I'm going to do the work. I'm going to notice when my white privilege is at play. Again, almost 40 years old and just now realizing my white privilege. There's shame in that. But when you recognize whatever it is, whether it's disordered eating or learning something new or having to unlearn a bunch of things, or if it's alcohol or drugs or whatever that looks like, when you put it into perspective of the future generations, it's never too late to pivot and do what you need to do to put in the work to make the change for yourself, but also for your children and your children's children. It's a domino effect. You don't know what you're setting up for the future. And let's just go ahead and try to do our best. And this is me talking to myself too. I am not an expert here at all. Anytime I'm talking to y'all, I am talking to myself and I'm with you in this. And I try to bring in the experts that know what they're talking about or share inspiring, encouraging emails from you guys back to you guys. Like we're all having a conversation together. And that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to start throwing in the email shout outs into the episode is because you guys are part of the fabric that makes this podcast what it is. So I want to start including you (laughs) as the things that wraps up the third thing. And then Coming up next, I've got something really, really cool we're doing with Pimp and Joy this week. So I hope you stick around. Okay, so for this fourth thing, I'm going to start off by reading y'all Army Sergeant Christopher Biggs's hero story. Army Sergeant Christopher Biggs served for seven years in the military, including two tours in Iraq. It was during his second tour in Iraq in 2007 when Sergeant Biggs was severely injured in an explosion that would eventually cost him his leg. While driving through a checkpoint on a mission, a nearby vehicle-borne explosive was detonated, setting off a blast that knocked Sergeant Biggs unconscious. When he awoke, his left leg and right ankle were shattered, and he had suffered a traumatic brain injury. He was flown to a hospital in Germany for emergency surgery, and then he spent two years at Brook Army Medical Center in San Antonio for rehabilitation. Sergeant Biggs spent seven years trying to rehab and salvage his left leg before it was finally amputated by doctors in 2014. He has since become heavily involved in athletics, particularly adapted surfing as a form of therapy. For his service to his country, Sergeant Biggs was awarded the Purple Heart Medal along with several other medals of honor. And now what's really cool is that right now we get to help build Sergeant Christopher Biggs a home. We're honored to come alongside Building Homes for Heroes. This is the third year that we've done that. If you've been a part of our campaigns in the past, you know it's super special because you get to wear your Pimp and Joy gear and know that you helped build a hero a house. It's a really cool feeling because Pimp and Joy items, they remind you to choose joy for yourself. They remind you to spread joy to others. But when you know exactly the cause that your item went to, it's just even that much more special. And then when people ask you about your shirt, if they're like, hey, what's Pimp and Joy? What does that even mean? Well, you can tell them. Well, it's about choosing joy for yourself. It's about spreading joy to others. And this particular shirt right here went to build a house for a hero that lost his leg while he was in Iraq. And it's, I mean, building a house is definitely a small way to to say thank you for the sacrifice and, and your service because he went over there to fight for our country 
while we sit here comfortably and came back and his life is totally different now. So something like this is the least we can do. And I'm super thankful for organizations like Building Homes for Heroes that make this possible. And we just want to be able to donate as much as we possibly can towards this home that is being designed specifically for Christopher and for his specific needs. And that's what's amazing. That's what we've been able to do for these veterans in the past and what I hope we continue to do every year. But this year, it's for Sergeant Biggs. And if y'all want to support, that would mean the world. You can just go to RadioAmy.com, scroll down. You'll see a picture of me and Stevenson in some red, white, and blue Pimp and Joy gear. And you can click on that. And you'll see all the items that are available. I'm super pumped about our new dad hats. We've had hats for years. Actually, the black hat is our OG item. It was the first item that we launched after my mom passed away from cancer in 2014. And, you know, Pimp and Joy started with her and her cancer journey. So I know that she's smiling down right now that we've got this campaign going on because Pimp and Joy items are an answer to her prayer. Because when she got diagnosed for the third time, she said, Lord, use this for good. And that is what we continue to try to do is use Pimp and Joy for good, which Pimp and Joy is a result of her cancer. So, yep, answered prayers happening right now. Like as people are shopping, the campaign launched yesterday. So people have been shopping and it's super cool because I feel like every click on the computer where people enter their order is like, ding, answered prayer, ding, answered prayer. I'm not joking when I say that, even when I see y'all out and about wearing Pimp and Joy in my heart, it's like, ding, answered prayer. So it's very special. It means a lot. And we're able to do a lot of good. And right now that good is to try to help build this hero a house. So if you want to do it, help us out. RadioMe.com, click on that. You'll see some red, white, and blue stuff. Our collegiate line. Uh, we have a new neon pink and a purple long sleeve, two new colors that we haven't had before. A tie-dye hoodie with black Pimp and Joy collegiate. So Definitely some items you've seen on there in years past because they're popular and people like them, but also some brand new items that are limited edition that you can snag up if you want to. Um, but everything Pimp and Joy that you buy will go towards Sergeant Biggs's new house and 100% of all proceeds go to the cause, no matter what the cause is. But right now it's to build this hero home. So let's do it. Check it out, radioamy.com. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Okay, thanks. And oh, I guess I will say this too, just because I we never want to pressure people to spend money if they don't have it. If you cannot buy something right now, maybe you could share about it and let others know. We don't have a bunch of marketing wrapped around this. So when y'all just post on your Instagram and let people know or post a story or put on Facebook or tell your family and friends, hey, we can help build this hero a home, that is amazing. And that is free. So we appreciate that. I wanted to be sure to make that clear because I know that if you could buy, you would. But if you can't, then maybe that is a way you could support our efforts and what we're trying to do. Okay, thank you. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, 
They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. 